In today's episode, we're going to have an emotionally charged conversation with Nathan Harmon. Nathan was at the Lord's Ranch for two years in the 90s, and he has some terrible stories about abuse. We talk about the situation with Gary Jackson, we talk about Mr. Presley, and we talk about several other staff members who we allege broke the law. Let's get started. The White House announced that President Trump had commuted the prison sentence of Ted Sewell, a former operator of a behavioral health company in Arkansas. When when Teddy choked me, I called him and Sheila and them all as well. Teddy had a way of talking down to us and being very disrespectful. They just tackle this dude. And like, he hits his head on the concrete and, and like busted, he's bleeding a little bit. He's like, dude, like, why would they do that to me? And I was like, dude, I don't, like, I'm just like shell-shocked, you know? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so when I started telling him I knew about him and Sheila and he was sneaking around and all that, he comes around the car and pushes me up against a pole up under the car porch and chokes me. And when he does that, I kick him in his thing and we're fighting at that point who was convicted on bribery and fraudulent charges in July of 2016. The White House said Trump's decision to commute Sewell's sentence was influenced by former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee and former U.S. Attorney Bud Cummins. And uh, he pretty much grabbed the kid out of the chair, uh, jumped on him, grabbed him out of the chair, knocked him to the floor, and desks went everywhere. They ended up under the teacher's desk and I heard, which was about like eight, 10 feet away. And I heard what I thought at the time was probably a pencil snap, but it turned out to be the kid's arm. I do know that it was made out to be the kid's fault. See, I had to, I had to write up a report also of what happened, but when they read my report, they asked me to change it. Charlie warned us not to talk to anybody about anything at the ranch and to say everything was good because Ricky would be taken back to his drug addicted mother and would probably die. I got called up to the office to be on a phone call with somebody. I, I don't remember the guy's name. And they were asking us questions about it. <clears throat> well, when I, they had a copy of my report about what happened there. It wasn't my report. It was a typewritten report, not the handwritten one I had. My, it, it had my signature on it. Yes, they had copied my signature. It was a photocopy. The whole thing was a photocopy of it. How you doing, Ryan? Hey, how's it going, Nathan? Do you like Nathan uh, or Nate? Uh, Nathan will work. All right, right on. I've been listening to some of these podcasts and stuff, and like, I was there with Brad Wallace, you know? Whenever no I was younger. Yeah, I was there with Brad Wallace. I was at the saw house looking for a little while, yeah. Wow. And then he, and then he ended up going to the Murphy house, I think, you know, uh, I can't really remember, man, that's been so long ago, but I, I, I just remember him, you know what I mean? Because, I was like the only white dude on the uh, the JV basketball team, and he was like the only white dude on like the varsity team. I think you know. Yeah, he said he could hit a pretty good three pointer. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, I, I didn't really know none of this stuff that, you know, about Ted getting indicted, all that stuff, till I just, uh, because thinking about this place is just like picking an old scab, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, uh, man, it's just, and, you know, I Googled it, I found out he got federally indicted and all this stuff, you know, and then I'm, I just like, what, you know, and then I just started thinking about all, all that stuff, you know what I mean? And just like, I just got done working on, uh, I quit working in the woodshed on a drill rig about six months ago and I went back to logging. And it's just like my shoulders, like my right shoulder, I mean, I'll never forget getting restrained, you know, by then. But I'll talk about all, all that on the podcast, I was just going to say. So I guess I'm not recording now, now yet, am I? You are. You're, you're recording right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well. I'll just uh, start from the beginning, man. So before we go any further, I just want to let you know if I ask you a question that you're not comfortable with answering, just let me know and we'll let it go. I mean, I'm embarrassed about a, I'm embarrassed about a lot of stuff, but right. I mean, I can hear people. I can hear you know. I mean, a lot of people anything. are. A lot of people are embarrassed about stuff. There's a lot of embarrassing <laughs> thing that happen to people out there. I mean, the stuff that that place got away with, the stuff that they did to me. You know what I'm saying? The physical. And mental abuse was insane, you know? Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. And okay. then when I get out and I interview these people, and they're bringing up sexual abuse, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I, I never was had any of that stuff happen to me, but I know that there was some shaky stuff that I've seen, you know what I mean, now that I think about it now. I mean, I was... See, I got sent there because uh, I'm from a, I was from a little town called Alton, Illinois, you know, home of the white school, the same thing for white school, the same Southern Illinois. And, uh, what's it called? Uh, Alney, Illinois, O L N E Y. Yeah, if you go out through the city park and stuff, you'll see like albino squirrels and stuff with red eyes everywhere, you know. Oh, weird. Yeah. Well, see, I, I, I was getting in a lot of trouble at school, uh, because, like, I moved, I, I lived in Amarillo, Texas till I was like, uh, until I was in the seventh grade. You know, and kind of like a little, with a lot of thuggish, you know, Latinos and stuff like that. Well, uh, my mom ended up getting a divorce from my stepdad, you know, and moving up here. And uh, mainly, my, you know, my behavior and the way I acted, you know what I mean, caused my, my mom and stepdad to fight a lot. You know, I mean, now that I'm older, you know what I'm saying, he was an, an excellent, really good guy, man. I was just a young, young little punk kid, you know what I mean? I had the same experience with my stepdad. So, so you're on the phone right now, and you and you live in Alaska. Yeah. What time is it there? It's three hours difference from you. Uh, uh, so, so, it's four o three. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. Yep. 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 Logging. So, so you mentioned your shoulder. Yeah, from getting restrained by Jerry Jackson, you know, and uh, Rick Reynolds. And Philander, like, and, uh, you know, I got restrained by other staff, too, you know, we all, we all did, you know, sure. like Bob Curtis, you know, he restrained me, but, you know, he was a good dude, you know what I mean? And yeah. there was a lot of kids there, you know what I mean, that were, I mean, we were kind of like, there was times we were off the chain, but we didn't deserve that kind of treatment, you know what I mean? What they were doing often, in my experience, was they were using it as a form of punishment for backtalk, they would basically just attack you i mean the way they would crank on arms i mean sometimes they would crank too hard there's people that have claimed that they had their arms broken there was a guy that was there when i was there he had his arm broken and rebroken while it was still broken and they let him out early after they broke his already broken arm again 
Yeah, yeah. See, I went to the old ranch in uh, 97. See, I, I got into trouble at school a few times when I got in trouble uh, with the police. You know, I got caught uh, with some weed and I, you know, hit the cops and I ran from the cops on a little, little dirt bike and stuff like that. You hit a police officer? Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to like... I was just trying to like run and get away, but I was never really a violent person, you know. Well, they charged me with like aggravated battery with a police officer, but I was just like jerking away trying to get away, you know. I didn't, didn't hit him or nothing like that. You, know? oh, you didn't punch, you just pushed off and then ran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I see, I see. So yeah. you said you were slammed by Rick Reynolds, Gary Jackson, and Philander. Was that at the same time, or were those three separate all different incidents? Times, man, like, all, all different times. Because see, I went there in '97. You know, and I've done, uh, the courts done sent me to, uh, juvenile DLC in, uh, St. Charles, and then I got transferred to Harrisburg. And it was like, that was like juvenile prison, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, I made really good grades in school. I actually got two college degrees now, you know? And, oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I got my associate's in liberal, liberal studies from, uh, Lakeland Community College, and then I got my uh, degree in horticulture, uh, from uh, Richland Community College in Decatur because I was going to go to school to try to be a forester, you know, because my dad owns a sawmill. My family's on sawmills and, you know, logging company for like, uh, my dad's a fifth generation. Me and my brothers are the six. So the times that you were restrained, can you tell me in detail about what you did, what they did? Yeah, uh, well, most of the time, you know, like if we, we were in school and we had two teachers there that, I mean, that were really cool, you know what I mean? Uh, there was three teachers there that were good teachers. You know, one of them, he, he taught history. His name was Steve Ivey. Mm-hmm. I remember Steve Ivey, yep. Yeah. And then there was a, 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 a guy who was super smart. He taught, taught math and stuff. His name was Al Simpson. And then he had these uh, these radios, you know, he would teach, like, ASVAB radios. He'd teach a course on how to dial in on these special radios and all that stuff, which, you know, because I remember I took algebra, and uh, that class was hard, man. There was... um. I took that for my uh, freshman year, and, uh, like, it's supposed to be a freshman, you know, uh, high school class, and um, it, it was just really hard. There was this one, uh, there was this one session called 1.8. It was, like, these word problems in algebra, and you had to, like, set up the equation and all that stuff, and I struggled with that, you know, and, uh, sure. but the, one, of the, one of the staffs, you know, I would see him, and I'd have my book, you know, Bob Curtis, and i pull out my book, and Bob Curtis would sit there and help me. You know, he explained to write out the problems. I was a very smart individual, man, Bob Curtis was. He was kind of dorky, you know what I mean? But he was a very intelligent in- individual. Yeah, I actually liked Bob when I was there. But uh, when this podcast came out, he really came at us guns blazing. He did say that there were a few bad apples, but never went into any detail. But it was the company culture there. That was yeah, really I mean, what it boiled down to. That was what it was. It was the company yeah. culture at the Lord's Ranch. Brainwash people made it seem like it was okay for what they did to us, you know? Well, anyway, uh, I, I, my mom didn't want me to go back to DOC, so she uh, found out about this place called the Lord's Ranch. And back then, it was, I think, the Board of Education is, is who paid the bills because it wasn't, it didn't have nothing to do with Medicaid or not like Medicare or nothing like that. And, oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, it was the Board of Education is who paid who because it, it was the school and uh, and I know that you know at that time there was a lot of uh, a lot of people that was getting sent there from Chicago, you know. And I remember uh, at, during one of the graduations there was a black lady. She was like some bigwig from the Board of Education, you know, riding around with Ted in a vehicle and all, you know, and Ted's vehicle and shit. And at that graduation, uh. There was the head of the state police that was there. He threw it on a fucking helicopter, you know? 
Yeah. And he landed right there on one of the fields at the ranch. He got up there and spoke, and then that lady spoke, and then but uh, you know, but they they told all of the kids, you know what I mean, like, hey, don't be going up there talking to that lady from the border. And Chase, some of the people that were there just wanted out of there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it just seems like once you got sent there, you know what I mean? It was like you know, especially a lot of those kids, a lot of them guys from Chicago. You know, it was like all she wrote. I remember there was a dude named Romeo. He was there. He was fucking nineteen. You know, still yeah. taking the GED classes and shit. You know, right? And uh, um, so I I got put over there, and there was a this man, really violent prick staff member. His name was Todd Isaacs. Todd you know? Isaacs. Yeah, Todd Isaacs. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he he was he lived in a little trailer behind the Alton House whenever he worked there. I and, see. And Mike Mark, and Mike Mike Martin was the other counselor there. You know. Mike Martin. And, uh, okay. Yeah, and so, um, but when I very first went there, you know, like Todd, you know, they, he came there and they spoke for the court and gave up their little pamphlets and all that stuff. And then we had a lady from, you know, the board of education is like, yeah, Mr. Holland makes good grades, is just his unexcused absences and blah blah blah. And so, uh, the judge ended up sending me there, and, my, and you know, I had a paid lawyer and everything, you know, and uh, to keep me from going back to DLC, because my mom was like, Nathan, do not go back there, blah blah blah, because I mean. She's going to Harrisburg, I mean, there's actually razor wire and all that stuff around it, you know? Yeah, right, but, uh, right. So, uh, I went to Lord Ranch, and, uh, <clears throat> they, uh, I, I was 14, 13 or 14, and then I went to, uh, the very first house I went to was the Sorrel's house. Well, they had this black guy there that was the staff member, his name was <clears throat> Jeff. He was from Haiti. <clears throat> he wasn't there very long because, uh, he got into trouble for some... Some kind of sexual misconduct, some kind of sexual stuff with another, with one of the residents there named Antonio Almond. Because I remember that uh, Antonio used to go in a jazz room at nighttime. You know what I'm saying? Really? And, uh, yeah. And then... Uh, so, like, when everyone would go to bed, he would go into his room? He, he would go in a jazz room for a while. You know what I mean? And then And then go... And then come back out and go to his room. And Jeff, I remember, I remember he bought him a brand new fucking Nike coat, you know? He he, uh, Jeff, and he was all like, when you go to church, when I would go to church, you know, uh, they would be all up there jumping up and down, saying hallelujah, this and that, this and that, you know, and uh, <clears throat> he was he was buying stuff, you know, like because Antonio always had candy and, and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and, almost uh, like he was his boyfriend or something. It sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then they said something somehow. Somebody said something or guessed I, I don't know, you know. Well, he, he came to us all one night, you know what I'm saying? He, he said, tonight's my last night here. Something happened, you know, that I'm not too happy of, happy uh, with. And so uh, I'm leaving tomorrow. And, and, and that's, that's all he said, you know? How long then, was he um, there? If you, he was there. If you I mean, guess, I don't know how, like I, I don't know how long. I, uh, probably three. He, he was there probably two or three months. Hmm. And I was there, then he left. But I don't know how much longer. he. I don't know how long he was there before I got there, you know? What was your experience with him like? I mean, he was just a weirdo, man. And, and like, I was white, you know what I mean? And most of the majority of people there was black. You know, I mean, right. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a white boy from the country. You know, I listened. I mean, I got Pantera tattooed on my arm, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, my grandpa owned a drilling company, you know. And uh, my dad owned a sawmill, a logging company. He has a bunch of cattle and, and a bunch of farms and stuff like that. So I didn't fit in at all. With them people, you know, with all those younger, you know, black kids from the cities and stuff like maybe a little bit, you know what I mean? But I didn't really feel with them at all. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. The only commonality you might have had was, you know, just 
that you were at the Lloyd's Ranch for being troublemakers. If you have somebody from inner inner city Chicago, and then you have somebody who's out in the country, I mean, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be different people typically. Yeah. If you get to know people, it's surprising how much you actually do have in common. Yeah. So going back though, you mentioned the uh, restraint. What were oh, those? Oh man, yeah, what like whenever Rick Wells, he was the most. I mean, him and Jerry, man, him and Jerry. You know what I mean, like Rick. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'd, I'd go there and just like for a little stage, you know what I mean? Like Rick would slam me in the wall, body slam me, you know, put his knee in my fucking back, you know what I mean? And why do you man, do it's that? Just hard, it's just hard for me talking to him because he just didn't like me, man. He just didn't like me at all, you know what I mean? So he just randomly he went up and did it, or was I mean, there he any would, back he would, and he forth? Would, he, he would say something to me, and I'd say something to him, you know what I mean? He'd just be like, get your... Get your white ass to your room, bitch. You know, it's just like, so say, say stuff like that. You know I mean? He's supposed to be the Christian counselor, a friend of Alonzo's. You know what I mean? He said, get your white ass into your room. And he always, he would always, whenever, whenever, nobody was around, he would always say racial, racial comments to me, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would always say some racial ass shit to me, man. You know? And then there was another white dude there, there at the house. His name was uh, Michael Brock. And then, and then, and then little Nick was there, you know what I mean? For a while, Nick James, I think was his name. McLean. And then was, uh, Nick, uh, he was young. I mean, he, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He didn't like, he, he basically was raised by the Lord's Ranch and basically Alonzo kind of like adopted him because I remember his mom dying whenever I was there, you know what I mean? Yeah, I believe that was Nick Cleet. His, uh, yeah. Facebook says Nick James, but yeah, I, I yeah. believe that's Nick Cleet. Yeah, Nick Cleet. Yeah, little Nick. Yeah. Well, um, him and then uh uh on I mean I can't even really remember all the all the uh residents' names, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I, I mean I mostly just remember the staff, you know what I mean? And then like you know, I was I would always just be so terrified, you know, whenever I'd go to school and uh, you know, like they would sit there and, and uh sit there and say they said they need a council in the room or they'd send us out there in the hallway, you know, to go stand at the corner at the school, you know. Mm-hmm. And if uh if Rick you know what I'm saying? Gary wasn't like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Gary wasn't just no violent person walking around all the all, but he did have a violent side, you know what I mean? Absolutely. He could get up there he could get up there at church and say, Hallelujah, welcome to the house of the Lord. And as soon as he leaves church, you know what I mean, gets around the corner, he's slamming in the band, choking out somebody in the van or something. You know what I mean? That's just how he was, man. Did you see him you choke know? somebody out in the van? I have seen Gary, you know, I, I mean, wrestling with people in the van, because uh, whenever I lived at the Arden house, you know, like, they pulled over on the side of the road, and he was scuffling with one of them, and uh, we stopped, and uh, Todd went in there and did something, and then uh, we followed him uh, back to the Prince house, and then we ended up going back to the house, but there was, yeah, there was a physical confrontation in the van, you know? But every time I would get kicked out of class or have to go stand on the wall, if Rick Riddles was there, you know, he would take me in the shoe and restrain me, slam me against the wall, put his knee in my back. I mean, this happened 20, 30 fucking times, you know what I mean, over the time I was there, you know. Did you resist or fight or anything for him to get physical with you? Or did no, he just come no, no. At I mean, I'd just, I'd, he'd just come at me. I'd be standing, I'd be standing there in the wall and be like, hey. Well, come out here to the shoe room. We know what time it is. And I'll be standing there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why you got to keep acting up, bitch? And he just like, I remember one time he elbowed me, man, right in my chest and knocked me down and knocked the wind out of me. I was sitting there crying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Man, it's just, man, it's just crazy, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, a couple times I got sent out there in the shoe room, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jerry was screaming, slamming the wall. A couple times it was Philander. I mean, it was, it was like a little, it was, it was, the people that got off on doing the restraints was Jerry Jackson, Rick Reynolds, Philander, and Philander. You know, and I've seen it a lot of restraining people and stuff like that. 
mm-hmm. but he, he he didn't really do it that much. You know what I mean? I, but you know, because I got his wife was my counsel. I actually used to be friends with Chrissy Giles on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and, you know she uh, friended me for like six months ago. She probably seen me comment on some of that stuff on the way uh, on that page for ranch. But I didn't find out about that thing from the Lord. What really happened at the Lord's Ranch? You know, just like a month ago. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I I Google that stuff, you know, and I seen this uh, these other people talking about it on some other website. You actually it, you posted it on 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 the Lord's Ranch thing, and then I seen this lady talking about. Then I seen my name. You know what I mean? I'm just like, what year were you there? You know what I mean? And then I researched it some more, and then uh. Now, I see, you know, I've seen all these people coming through with all this stuff. I mean, like, because everybody was just thought, you know, everybody was just on the impression, man, that well, they still did do all this stuff to us and get away with it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, Trump just got in trouble for bribery, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that, you know? Yeah, it was but, uh, fraud and bribery is what my understanding yeah. was, is what Ted but got know, in trouble for. I know if they do some digging, man, you know what I mean, with some people from, because Chicago's a windy city, all the politicians there are crooked, you know? There was somebody from the Board of Education that Ted was paying to have people sent there. And the people that they would send there would be there for fucking years. Yeah. You know, I remember like Demetrius, you know, he was there for a long time. Kenny, you know, uh, I mean, I heard stories about Kenny, you know, fighting with Philander and all them, but I mean, them guys would get come up people so aggressive, you know what I mean? For every action, you know, uh, this is the law of physics, for every action there's an equal, if not greater, reaction, you know? Yeah. yeah and, and you just can't, you know, keep talking to people like that, you know? You can't kick a horse so many times and expect them not to book, you know? Was there any time that a staff member put their hands on you and they were justified in doing so? And what I mean never. by that, like they... Like you attacked them or yeah, you threatened never. somebody or something? Really? Never. Yeah, being violently out of control. You know what I'm saying? That, that was never like that, you know? So you weren't I mean, a threat to yourself or others whenever they did that. They just did it because of you being disrespectful to somebody? Not just because they really wanted to do it, you know, and they got off on it. You know, Rick Reynolds used to have me. I fought, I, I, I fought this black dude named Jeffrey Wild, and I fought this black dude named Dallas Street during the horse barn, you know what I mean? And Rick, Rick Reynolds got, got, got in the fight. He went there and uh, told me not to beat my ass, you know what I mean? And I was just a kid. I mean, just for the record, I ended up whooping them both, you know? How old were you? Uh, I was 14. Huh. I've, 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 heard, I've heard Jeffrey Wiles' name before. I don't, I don't know that I've spoken with him, but I, I, I know that name. Yeah. So you mentioned a lot of stuff with Rick Reynolds. Uh, what about yeah. Philander? What happened Philander to Philander? Philander was a fat, sloppy piece of shit. I can't believe that people like him and Gary Jackson breathe the same air as me for free. You know, and you know he probably got killed. Whatever him, him dying and got killed. You know what I mean? That's karma. That's karma. Well, well, that's karma coming back on him, you know? I've heard several stories as to how he died, but one of those stories was that a kid had was being disrespectful. Philander came at him and tried to basically attack him, and then the kid pushed back. Philander fell, and I think he broke his neck on something in the gardening. Like, they had some sort of railroad ties in the gardening or something, and that was how it, it, it had been broken. And I heard that the kid started kicking him while he was on the ground, and then, like, three staff members stopped him or whatever. My understanding was that Philander made the first move. And I never... I guarantee I, it. I guarantee I, it. 
And I never had Philander do anything like that to me. This thing with Gary Jackson being the principal at Paragold High School or the that ass- assistant. My mind. Yeah, that, that blew my mind too. At the, uh, he, so, assistant I mean, principal. I, this, like the, I mean, I guess I can talk to Brad Wallace. You know what I mean? I, uh, uh, I mean, you're, you're the, uh, you know, you, you know how to reach out to these people more than, than I do. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, next time they have a school board meeting, you know what I mean, with old Principal Jackson, you know what I mean? I'll put on my suit and fucking tie and I'll walk up in there and be like, you remember me, motherfucker? Remember me? You know? Yeah, remember yeah, what you did? You know what I mean? Remember what you did to me? You know what I'm saying? You know, it hurts whenever I wipe my fucking ass right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm 40 years old. You know? Wow. I, I, still, I still you're, think about you, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm sorry for my language, man. You know what I'm saying? But No, you're, you know, you're, I, you're allowed you know, to I mean, talk I, however you want. I mean, I, I mean, I got to talk about this as somebody, man. I haven't told my girlfriend, I, you know what I'm saying? Nobody really knows about what really happened there, you know what I mean? Because when, you know, uh, when I told my mom what, what did happen, you know, when I got restrained on that stuff, whenever she came and got me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, know, don't li- did, they don't listen or they think you're exaggerating. Yeah, I mean, she didn't listen. She's like, oh, no, they don't do that. They don't do that. That's a church in a school. That's a church in a school. My I'm mom like, no, finally mom. believed me when I got out because they told her that I was only saying it to get out early. And when I got out, I told her, well, mom, I was not lying. What I told you was 100% the truth. I have no reason to lie about it. I'll be sitting there making phone calls in that little chat, you know, and, uh, you know, they say, you know, if you call straight, we do with our 20 minutes, but if you call collect, you can talk longer. I'll call collect every time, you know what I mean? And then I'll start talking to them, you know, tell my mom, mom, man, they just beat my ass and stuff's going on here. Well, they would turn my phone call off and then send me there to the main house. Well, I have to uh, make, make the rest of my call right there in the office with Ted or, or Alonzo, and I'm still telling what, what, what it was. You know what I mean? I've heard a lot of stories of kids getting their, their phone calls disconnected once they actually started saying what was going on. All these staff members, all these male staff members flirting with the girls, and then you start hearing about you know oral sex, regular sex, all sorts of stuff going on. And it brings me back to this Gary Jackson thing. You know, I mean, I didn't expect that post to become what it has i was like is that who i think it is says gary jackson i zoomed in i recognize that smile he's a, he's certainly aged you know he's yeah. he's got a bit of a belly on him now oh, he's such a good guy at the school that's a piece of fucking shit no fuck gary jackson man so they let him around all these young kids you know what i mean i'm starting to get fucking mad you know what i'm saying i'm sorry Ryan, but i mean like they let him around all these kids and he's walking around in his nice clothes you know what i mean like oh you know i'm here to help or whatever you oh know what he mean? could and, turn it on he could pretend to be this very just a kind-hearted gentle giant and then but man when he would blow his top and just lose his temper it was a yeah. It was a completely different person, whether it be physical violence or just screaming at you, you know, and then yeah. and then I hear these sexual accusations from the females. Yeah. I have no reason to think that they're lying about this. You know what I mean? People ain't going to come out from this stuff, you know what I mean? I'm 40 years old, man. You know what I'm saying? I got my own place, you know what I mean? I just got paid today, you know what I mean? Right. $2,300. I mean, I just got I got a $2,300 fucking check, you know what I'm saying, deposited into my account today. I make that... You know, well, I don't make that much every two weeks, but when I get overtime, I mean, I make that. I mean, I make, I, I'm a fucking, t- I'm a professional timber cutter, you know? Sure. I, fuck I mean, I make good ass fucking money, you know what I mean? If you look through all the comments on our page and our post, there was that guy who married, he married a resident. She claims that he started having sex with her as her counselor. 
when she was oh, like yeah, 14, man, I believe. Man, whenever she was a young girl, that girl messaged me on Facebook, man, was asking me questions like when I was at the ranch, wasn't it Wendy Sweetwood or something like that? Well, I think I, that's her name. I mean, I mean, she doesn't want to come on the podcast to talk about it. So I, I mean, I mean, I guess we can, I can be candid with it. I mean, she has the same last name as the guy. She says it publicly on a regular basis. If you look yeah. at the comments, it's as clear as day. That's what the name says. That guy works at a behavioral health place, something behavioral health services. I forget what it's called. Dude, whenever I was there, Ryan, there was no fucking, there was no therapy. There was none of that shit. You know what I mean? No, like, it really was. It wasn't. There was nothing therapeutic about what I you experienced know, I mean, Bud went and bought some fish trucks and had all of his pots stuff with a whole bunch of fish. And uh, I remember that, you know what I mean? But nobody there had a fish pot. Nobody knew how to, how to uh, call a lure or not or none of that shit. And so I called my mom because, you know, my mom used, you know, uh, I, we used to live on the river. Any, anyway, my mom sent me a bunch of fishing poles and shit and some lures and stuff like that. And they had this little bitty pond out in the woods behind the star house, you know. Mm-hmm. And I went out there and, uh, fuck, I caught me some boogie on shit. And then uh, I came out, I had a really dull knife, you know what I mean? I was a 14-year-old kid, you know. Yeah. I said, and uh, we didn't have a fucking, uh, we didn't really have stoves up in there, you know what I mean, in the sauce. But we had an oven, you know. Uh, and I, I remember vividly going there and, and cutting some fucking fish and uh, like flaying them half ass right there. And like Jeffrey was from fucking Haiti, you know what I'm saying? Like he was all for it. He didn't care, you know what I mean? That was our staff from there, you know. And I just remember like all those kids from Chicago, like they was they just couldn't believe that I was just getting ready to eat some fish that I caught, you know? Yeah. Like K, you know, like K Tron and, and all them, they're like, "You're about to eat them?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Dude, and I remember we put them in uh, soil. Because we, did, we didn't really cook, you know? Like yeah, we you get some seasoning, the put them in foil. and <laughs> Yeah, we, we yeah. didn't have any of just some salt, some salt and pepper. Because you know how it was at the ranch? Sure. You didn't really have food there unless, like, you had it sent to you or, you know, you uh, or you went to uh, Mike Davis and worked at the food bank or something, you know? Right, but you just right. Just a little bitty box, but... What's crazy right now, what's going on with all this stuff with Gary... Is uh, a lot of people they're they're saying that we're well the people that are defending him are acting like we just decided to target Gary. We've been investigating well, the Lord's that, Ranch. I, I, I've been going on with my fucking life, you know what I'm saying? I'm forty fucking years old and I see some shit on Facebook and you know what I'm saying motherfuckers talking about that place and you know all the Teddy getting indicted and shit and fucking all these other people talking about Gary Jackson, you know, all this shit just like man and then just hearing that fucking name, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think they knew the podcast even existed. The fact of the matter is, we've been investigating the Lord's Ranch, and Gary's name has come up quite a bit during this investigation. And it just so happens that he's an assistant principal at a school with high schoolers. And that's a very serious position. That's his specialty, you know what I'm saying? Little, little, fucking, uh, little kids with those little girls in the fucking picture so he can fucking fart on the shit behind fucking closed doors because when I was there, there was a blonde-headed girl, you know what I'm saying? Her name was Danae. She ended up actually running from the prison or running from uh, the Lord's Ranch for Scott Ranch, you know what I mean? Uh, really? Something like this. Yeah, yeah. They sold a car or something. With, Scott told me about this because I got in trouble for selling drugs. Scott, Scott Ranch is still in prison right now for like a sexual assault. He got 20 years. You know, let's just put that out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he left with that Danae chicken. She was blonde, pretty girl, had a great big, you know, breasts. I mean, she was really fucking good looking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, I left, you know what I mean? And, and this, I mean, I was like, I was 15, 14, 15 whenever I left, you know? And uh, she was like probably older than me, but I'm, 
I just know that she loved, left with that Scott Ramp dude. And, uh, like, we were fucking too. We and Scott Ramp was talking about that shit in prison. You know what I mean? He's talking about Billy Jackson. You know what I mean? And he was, he, yeah, him and Janae left or some shit. Ran away and they stole the car. But he was just like, yeah, fucking. She said she got tired of that fucking Billy Jackson, you know, falling around everywhere and everybody else is around and all that shit. Her name was Janae, man. You know what I'm saying? Her name was Denise. She had fucking blonde hair. How did you hear about this, or how did this come out exactly? <laughs> because look, listen, okay, that Denise girl was at the ranch with at the women's ranch. Okay, okay. Scott Ranch was at the men's. You know, so they 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 ran away from the ranch together. Gary and, and this girl. No, no, no. Scott, Scott Ranch did. Scott. Oh, Scott, oh, I thought you said Scott. Okay, okay. So his uh, name was Scott, Scott Ranch. Yeah, Scott, Scott Ranch. R A N F T. You can look it up. You can look him up on the DLC website. Yeah, and, uh, Illinois Department of Correction website. M A S Ranch. You know what I'm saying? That's him. Okay. But he looks a lot different now. But um, he left the ranch with that fucking Danae girl. You know, like ran away. And they stole a car and shit, you know what I mean? And took off. They ended up somewhere in Illinois, and they were gone for well, you know, for a while. But he fucking, you know, Scott said he had to get away from there. You know what I'm saying? Because him and Danae, this and that, and uh, Danae kept on sitting there saying that fucking uh, she was fucking Gary, man. You know, you know, wow. Gary was messing with her. You know what I mean? Like, I can't really. I'm not gonna sit here and fucking you know uh, gossip and, and reveal details that I that I don't know about. But I know that. She was, you know, uh, sick and tired and couldn't really stand, you know what I mean, the sexual shit from, you know what I'm saying, the harassment from fucking Jerry Jackson. And this was in, like, 1997, man. You know, and the girl's name was fucking Danae, you know? That's crazy because the way you describe her, the, this, the girl that this allegedly happened with when I was there was so, like, uh, and I think she was there in, like, 05, 06, something like that. So, like, part of my stay, she was there. I don't know when she got out, anything like that. But she was a blonde girl. And I've talked to staff members who have talked about this and, you know, not saying yeah, not that saying girl, that they man. saw it happen, but... Man, I mean, Gary was fucking that girl, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, hey, I'm sorry. I, you know, uh, you said, let's just be honest and be straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like... Jerry was fucking that girl, you know what I'm saying? That was the only girl that Jerry Jack was over there fucking, you know what I'm saying? On a regular basis for fucking years. And he and man, some of the motherfucking staff members, man. There was hicky picky shit going on behind the fucking door all the time. You know, I remember the way Rick Reynolds used to talk to fucking uh, my teacher there, Miss Kelly, man. You know, well, she was a teacher there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man. And, uh, we, there was a black teacher there named Miss Mary. And, uh, they always said I had really bad slap in handwriting, you know what I'm saying? So Miss Mary, she was the English teacher. She's a really nice black lady, man. She was from Jonesboro. Okay. She gave me this. She gave me this fucking handwriting cursive book. You know what I mean? She was like Nathan. You know, she was like, uh, you know, I would stay in her class a little bit later. At, you know, after everybody left, and she would like give me extra credit. You know what I mean? If I sit there and fucking put <laughs> my fucking handwriting on my cursive, you know what I'm saying? I could have used you know? that. I still have terrible handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But I would be in that class, and Rick Reynolds would fucking come in there. You know what I'm saying? Trying to fucking. Rico Suave and shit, you know what I mean? But I'd be in there, he's like, man, you know, and he'd be starting, and then he would start, you know, kind of like run game and shit on the on the on the teacher, you know. And then she was like, what happened to him? You know, she's like, don't worry about him. He's at my house, you know what I mean? He's saying, woo, fucking, yeah, man, like, damn, man. So was it Rick Reynolds who hurt your shoulder? Fuck yeah, it was Rick Reynolds, man. Yeah, he hurt the worst. And how how did he do that? A couple other times it was fucking bitch ass Gary Jackson. You know what I'm saying? He's a fucking bitch.
and they let him run around in a fucking high school, you know what I mean, a little student fucking job, you know what I mean? And like a lot of those kids are all like big sports stars there at this fucking school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, imagine that, you know what I mean? Uh, Alonzo's a coach or some shit, you know what I mean? And you know, who, who's who's right there with him? It's fucking Hitchman, fucking oh Jerry, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, oh man, you know, too bad, fucking you know, Jerry didn't fall and break his fucking neck too, you know? All the shit he did to us, man. You know, my them dudes, them guys done. <laughs> Fucking violent fucking assaults on fucking kids for fucking years, man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, I lived there, man. I've seen this shit. You know what I mean? Way back in the, I, I endured it my fucking self. You know what I mean? That's Straight what up. frustrates me is like there are people on there that weren't even at the Lord's Ranch. They just talk about stuff that happened at the school that they know. And I don't know what happened, but what I tell them is I don't care if he saved a burning school bus filled with children and saved the day and saved everyone's life. If he did that, even once it did anything sexually inappropriate like that with any girl, then that's a problem and he doesn't belong around children. He certainly doesn't belong to be in charge of children. And quite frankly, he, he should be a registered sex offender if that's what happened. And the thing is, we've had so many people come forward and not just Gary – it's been. I mean, there, I. That's what I. T- that's why I try to explain to these people is like, listen, this, this was never, and this was never a let's go after Gary Jackson podcast. This was let's what really happened at the Lord's Ranch. This ain't about Gary Jackson. Victor gets a fucking fish in the park. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? It. The yeah. The I thing mean, is, it, it, it was simply what really happened. You know what I mean? This is what really fucking happened there, man. You know what I mean? My day-to-day life. You know what I mean? Like, I would have to get the fuck up. You know, and we'd have to go there to the fucking uh, kitchen. You know, I want to say chow hall, you know what I mean? Because I've been to DLC for drugs and stuff like that, you know? Sure. But, I mean, just to put this out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was a, a slave to uh, chemical substance for a long time, and I spent, you know, quite a few years in prison, you know, sure. for drugs and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I've been uh, uh, clean and sober from all hard drugs for over six years, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got my life together, you know, and, uh, that's good. You know, yeah, I mean, fucking, you went to college I, and everything. I mean, you, yeah, you're I making mean, good money. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I fucking took a lot of the night classes, boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's uh, a good thing. That's a really good thing. It's good that you're able to come out of it and be able to, you know, make something of yourself. And you see these guys that were there for a decade or something, or they essentially grew up there. And how, what kind of impact does that have? Yeah, like, I don't see, I, I, I'd like to fucking see Nick, how, how he actually functions in, in, in everyday life. And uh, like Ricky Bonilla, because I've seen several people that I was in the lighthouse with actually, you know, going in and out of, you know, prison and stuff whenever I was in there. Somebody was recruiting fucking people for, from the Board of Education, you know what I mean, and paying the fucking bill to send them people down there at the Lord's Ranch, you know what I mean? Well, I don't Straight know up. if you know this, but uh, we did a podcast with somebody. So you know how the Lord's Ranch had outpatient facilities, right? Yeah, see, I didn't I, I didn't know nothing about the outpatient facilities, you know, whenever I was there. You know, they might have had them, but I was unaware because I was too young, you know. You know, but um, They had pretty ethically questionable business tactic yeah. um, they actually had marketers for the lord's ranch planted in schools and what they would well okay i should rephrase that 
I was told this by somebody who said that they worked there. And she said that basically what they would do is they would tell the school, we'll give you the a school counselor or something along those lines. You won't have to pay them. All we ask is that you give them an office. And anytime that you recommend them to go to a, a, a treatment facility, that it be the Lord's Ranch. They had marketers that were... So this is what she said. She said they had marketers that worked in the courthouses as well. So, and the thing is probation officers, they have a lot of power. So like if a probation officer suggests, they suggest something to the judge. The judge is going rolling with it. Exactly. So imagine these marketers develop a good friendship, good, you know, collegial friendship with a probation officer, they're going to throw him a bone and say, "Yeah, send him to the Lord's Ranch." And then there you go; you have your situation. Yeah. How much? Did, how much did? I'm wondering how much uh, Teddy got paid a month. You know what I mean for for me being there back in '97. You know what I'm saying? Because I've heard a lot of different numbers, like Alaska Medicaid. I heard that they they paid more, uh, and they were really into getting Alaskan kids there. That was part of the reason that I ended up there. And Alaskan um, children in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, they were getting kids from Alaska, and I guess Bud went there. Just sure. listen, man, look, I'm about to keep it 100. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think back now, you know what I mean? Like, them little, them little, them little uh, uh, trailers and stuff, you know, that they had, and then like, did, did they have all them birds and peacocks and stuff in them cages at the main house when we were there? Uh, no, I never saw any any birds in cages or anything when I was there. They didn't have none of that stuff there that was, it was kind of like behind the kitchen, you know what I mean? Like behind the main house, like in, uh, where Shirley lived and where the office was and shit. They didn't have a bunch of birds and shit back there, wild birds. You mean like chickens? No, that they were like peacocks and stuff, you know? And um, really fancy, really fancy fucking game birds and shit, man. They might, I mean, they, I'm and not, they I'm, like, I'm not know, saying that they didn't, but I don't recall yeah. that specifically. That's not to say that they didn't or that they didn't that at any particular man? point in time, but I just don't remember that. Was there a white staff member there named Daryl Chesler? Chesler or some shit like that? The red, he messed with the horses? The red, yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was yeah, there. Yeah, was yeah, there. yeah, yeah he, worked, he worked with the horses. Like, see, oh, if you think it. about it, man, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I rode them horses a lot, but see... I had so, so most of my uh, school credits, right? Mm-hmm. So when I first, first got there, you know, like I tested and stuff, you know, and I've always been like very intelligent, but I make stupid ass decisions and dumb choices, you know? <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, well, I already had like way more credits, you know what I mean? It didn't, didn't, it didn't, you know, uh, there, I, mean, I had enough, you know what I mean, where, where I was supposed to be. So, I only took like three or four classes a day, you know what I mean? Then like, uh, then, then the rest of the half a day, mm-hmm. almost like my whole time there, you know, I worked with fucking uh, Daryl, you know what I'm saying, up there in that little shop. Sure. And uh, like, you know, we made some, you know, I still got that stool, I made it inside my dad's house right now to see them stuff, you know. But man, we went there and cut weeds and built fence and fucking, I mean, I rode them horses all the time, you know what I mean? And like went fishing and shit like that, you know. Yeah. Like, and uh. Like worked on the ranch houses and, and painted them and fucking with this Mexican dude. I can't remember his fucking name. You know what I'm saying? But they had me going out like doing a little fucking working shit around there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, they had you doing labor and stuff. Were you, were you rewarded yeah. or was it just kind of like, hey, this no, is what you're doing today? 
that was supposed to be for my class, and they called the class job coach, right? Oh, yeah, I, I see, I see. Yeah, and so whenever I ended up leaving, make a fucking long story, whenever I ended up leaving the fucking ranch, you know what I mean? And try to enroll back in fucking high school, you know, uh, uh, all, uh, East Bristol High School, where they sit over my uh, uh, classes, you know what I mean, with the numbers, and then they, they just wrote this job coach shit. Right there was no class number, there was no nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. For, you know, uh, for a fucking... Like almost two years, you know what I mean? And then I went there and talked to the fucking uh guys counselor, you know? Uh Miss Boyer. Uh she's retired now, she's an old woman. I just seen her, man. She's always so nice. Mm-hmm. But uh she said she was gonna go ahead and, and award me the credits, you know what I mean, but not the full amount, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there because there, you know what I mean, there was no fucking spring break, there was no summer fucking break, you know what I mean? You were constantly going to fucking school, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. I mean, what else were they gonna do with you? Yeah, yeah I, I, I was actually wondering about that recently. I couldn't remember. I was like, did we have a summer break? I couldn't remember. Oh, no! I, I just couldn't remember. But, uh, you know, it, yeah. there was never a time that came to mind because I don't know what else they would have done with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what would yeah, they do I mean, with us all day? Like, when they talk about the Lord Christ facility, there, it, there was no facility. You know what I'm saying? There was a fucking little building that was, that was some, tra- some trailers next to it and shit. You know, it was an artificial I, society. It really kind of became a cult. You know, you had staff members that ended up marrying staff members living on the property. You had staff members marrying residents and living on the property. There's stuff that's off the record. I guess anybody who supports the podcast um, that uh, I, I do I know stuff about them, podcast, but it's man. off the record. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you don't gotta edit shit. I said, but I mean, I support the podcast. Just damn dog. You know what I'm saying? Like. I was there in the fucking nineties. There's people there from the fucking eighties up until the fucking you know yep, two thousand three like or whatever. You know what I mean? Eighty seven, and what it shut down in like two thousand fifteen or something. But like, man, they would give me like because Daryl, you know, they had this little chainsaw. Daryl had one, you know. He said, mm-hmm. "Do you know?" I, 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 uh, he said, "Do you know how to use a, a saw?" He's like, "Put that saw down. Put that." You know, I was like, "Look, man, you know what I'm saying." I said, I do know how to use a saw, girl. And then I told him, I said, "My dad owned a sawmill, man." I, I said, "I've been out there and cut timber before, but." When I was that age, I just drove the log skitter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I got there with my dad's fucking loggers and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and they you know, taught me how to operate the equipment. Before I could even start the chain, you know, I wasn't even big enough to start the saw, you know? I'd go out there, ride my little dirt bike there to my fucking, uh, to my, where my dad's logger crew was working and shit. You know, he had manual, uh, Prater and his son there working, you know, and, uh, they would mark the fucking logs and then they'd give me one of their saws and I'd just go cut on the fucking line. Then they, they, you know, they showed me how to cut fucking, I'm talking about big fucking timber. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I was like, you know, 12, 13 years old. And, you know, they taught me how to, you know, work a log and how to follow the tip and, uh, you know, not get in the, in the ground and fucking cut trees. You know, when you cut them down the woods and, you know, they're just well, I mean, they taught me how to cut logs. They taught me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, uh, I remember going to the Lord's Ranch with Daryl, and we were like cutting off these new, uh, supposed to cut off these new um, horse trails and, and shit. You know, we went through the stars, and, and I grabbed the saw, you know, mm-hmm. and I started up and I cut down like two little bitty trees, you know, and I, and I told him, and, and I basically just started it, you know what I mean? I went so over like there cutting and trees it, you know and bush hogging and stuff like that. Yeah, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Daryl just couldn't believe his fucking eyes, you know what I'm saying? He was like, How old are you? I was like, 14. He, he, said, he, he had that experience. Yeah, he said, he said, it was just like, man, he said, he said, what did you learn how to drop a tree like that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I 
said, I said, man, I said, I said, man, I spent, you know. Did you like uh, Daryl? Yeah, Daryl was okay. Yeah, I did like Daryl, man. Yeah. I did like Daryl. There, yeah, there, did... there were some good staff there. I never had yeah, a problem with Daryl, but I hardly interacted with the guy either, yeah, so Darryl I don't really know much cool, about man. him. Daryl was cool. Uh, Philip was cool. And that Patrick dude, you know what I'm saying? He was he was a good guy, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Bob Curtis, and they had a couple of good teachers, but, but the rest of them there, we're bitches, man. You know what I'm saying? There was not a there, there was not a kind-hearted staff member there. You know what I'm saying? Towards a fucking white guy, straight up, man. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, there were some people. That, I, I do, I, I do believe that there was some racism, and on both sides. If I'm being candid, yeah. I've known plenty of racist white people. I mean, it's just that's, yeah. that's that's just a fact. But yeah, I mean, there were black staff members who I who I do feel like they treated black residents better than white residents for whatever reason. That's just, that was the impression that I did get from at least some of them. Like Tyree Davis, for example, he would have been one of them. Like I believe his entire house, he had the Murphy house. They were all black kids. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Tyree wasn't, wasn't addicted to the black kids. Cause he was, he was addicted to pretty much everybody. But if he was to ever build a special bond with anybody, you could bet your life on it that it wasn't going to be a white guy. And maybe, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Maybe he didn't hate white people, but maybe he just connected with black people better for whatever reason. But yeah, at the end of the day, I can see why you would get that impression. But don't get it twisted either. I mean, Bud, I think he was an old racist piece of shit too, personally. I mean, I, I, from what I understand, he was against interracial marriages and things of that sort. And I've heard stories that there was a former plantation house at the Lord's Ranch. Not to mention, I heard that the Grand Wizard, which is a stupid fucking name, of the Ku Klux Klan lived at the end of Old Burr. So you have to understand, you have kids coming over from Chicago, black kids coming from Chicago, and going to a place like that where they have Confederate flags and all sorts of shit waving all over the place. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be racism. And you know what? Maybe racism's going to build up on both sides from various people, various staff members, whatever. But yeah, I do think racism did have a role to play in that facility as a whole. I mean, Christ Almighty, we're talking about inner city Chicago meets rural Arkansas. You know, there, 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 was, there was no levels. There was, there was none of that shit, man. And then they had that fucking house over there, uh, right behind the store. It was like built into a fucking hill, man. They called that the unit. You know, oh, you're uh, talking about that small building, that really small yeah. building that was built into the ground behind the store? Yeah. I've heard yeah, about I mean, Yeah, yeah. The, yeah level I mean, one and the unit were one and the same, except uh, when I was there, the unit was the Andrew house. And I guess it changed over the years because there was just different times. There were times where there was nobody in the unit and the Andrew house was just the Andrew house. Yeah. They were always changing things. I recognize yeah, that now just through interviewing people. Dude, I was a kid, man. They would make us fucking stand on the fucking wall. I mean, like, when Philander would be there, man, he was a fucking bitch. Or, you know what I mean? And and Rick, you know, like, they would make you, like, put your fucking nose on the wall and everything, dude, for fucking hours, man. I'm not yeah. fucking joking. So, you know what I mean? So, so for people who don't understand, when you say standing on the wall, describe that to people who were not at the Lord's Ranch. Yeah, you just had to basically stand up there and fucking face the wall. You know what I mean? If they were, if they were bitches, that's it. Make you fucking put your nose on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Your hands behind your back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And a couple times, if you didn't do it straight enough, you know what I mean? You know, fucking Gary Jackson has slammed my fucking face in the fucking wall several fucking times. Saw him like Reynolds, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, I'm fucking for I'm not lying about this shit. It gets me fucking heated fucking talking about this and thinking about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's there. For the people that was not at the Lord's Ranch, you know what I mean? That's what's standing on the wall consisted of. Standing up there facing, putting your face right on the wall. You know, and have your hands behind your back. You just have to fucking stand there perfectly fucking still, you know? I believe in due diligence, right? But I I can also say that I know for a fact that staff members were violent because I saw it myself. They, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't see it. But if somebody if somebody's having a calm and collected conversation and saying, well, you know, there should be an investigation and they should look into it and talk to the people who are alleging this, then that's fine. But for somebody to mock people who are saying it and saying that we just have nothing better to do, people that don't even know each other, I don't I don't know you. I've never seen you in my life. You know what I mean? And and yeah, same on your end. You know what I'm but I mean... You know, I mean, we're, we're all on our line. I, mean, I, I don't just wake up and fucking say, man, dude, let me just fucking make a podcast. You know what I'm saying? I've never done it. Like, let me just make a fucking podcast about, the, you know, my experience at the Lord Ranch whenever I was a fucking young kid. You know what I mean? Well, I never, my, I never forgot about it. Yeah, I've, I've never forgot about it. I mean, that was I've the never thing. forgot about it. And the, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and the thing, well, the thing about it is, I never forgot about it, and I was like, there's no way that I'm the only person who still thinks about this place and thinks about the horrors that existed there. I thought for the longest time, man, that there was, I mean, dude, I just, that's why, that's why, like, I, I, I messaged that one person on that fucking, uh, uh, thing on Facebook, man, uh, I Googled this shit and it came up and he said there were old ass comments. Yeah, yeah, I, I was going to ask you, how, how did you find out about the podcast or just our Facebook page or walk, walk me through man, that? What, how did that happen? Somebody, some, somebody fucking just messaged me, man, you know what I'm saying, and asked me if I, uh, if I was at the Lord's Ranch for what year. And so, so this was completely random, somebody contacted completely you. Completely fucking random, some completely fucking random, man, just out, 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 you know what I'm saying? You don't, you, and you don't know who this person was? Uh... I mean, was it somebody from like Paragold High School? Was it just a random person? Well, after I, uh, it was one of the it was one of the people that I was at the ranch with. Oh, okay. So they were like they so then, they contacted yeah. you, and then and then did they tell you about this, or did that just yeah, get you to Google and stuff, they, or what? And then they, and you know it, it was one of the people that I Google, uh, one of the people that I fucking I, I deleted the message, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, um. She said that there were fucking people, there's been a lot of people talking about this shit, you know what I'm saying? And uh, she's like, you're not the only one to fucking, you know what I'm saying? That was, you know, has, has bad experience, lifelong bad experience with that place, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when I looked at that shit up and I was just like, damn, dog, you know what I'm saying? And then I was just like, that shit really fucking happened, dude. And, and then I heard, I guess it's like, you know, then Brad Wallace, I, I called him, like, he video chatted me and shit, dude, and told me all about the shit. I said, he, you know, I, I said, man, I said, I said, dude, I'm a fucking, I said, I'm a lumberjack, dude. I said, I said, I ain't gonna fucking put on the phone right now, Parker. He's like, look, dog, just do it, man. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he, he said that there was shit that haunted me, because, like, I didn't know the fucking, I'm not even, man, dude, motherfucker try to make me suck her dick or some shit like they did him, which I guarantee that happened, you know what I'm saying? Because that's how that's counseling and Mr. Preston was. Yep. Like, he had to fucking hear from this guy, 
that, that, that's how I was, oh, Mr. Priest, that's how his voice was, you know? Yeah, a really, really soft voice. He had, yeah, he wore all the golden fucking rings, fucking. and yeah, uh, he yeah, would come yeah. and talk to the kids, and, yeah, and, 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 that shit never happened to me, you know what I'm saying? But I knew, I knew fucking then because I've done been to Harrisburg and shit in St. Charles, you know what I mean? Mr. Presley had that all over him, you know, like, just a straight, straight pedophile, I mean, like, whatever happened to him, like, is he still alive or something? I mean, he's gotta be dead by now. I would think so. He looked like he was pretty old. I actually, I posted a picture on our page of him. That's an old, that's an old picture of him, man. Like, dude, I don't have- and, and this was from 2005, I believe, is when the picture was taken. 05 or 06. And uh, depending on when I got out of that place. And I don't even know how I ended up with that picture because I just found it in my stuff one day. I'm like, how the hell did I'm like why the I'm not I was like, I'm not even in this picture. Why why do I have this? But I recognized everybody in it and I was like, okay. See, like that's what that's what people don't really understand. Whenever I was at the ranch, you know what I mean? This was before cell phones, you know what I mean? This was really before the internet, you know what I mean? Whenever I was there, like, they didn't really have stuff on. They had private radio, CDs. You know what I mean? They had their own CD channels. Did they still have that whenever you was there? Yeah, they were, you know, calling Philander, calling Philander, or calling Nick Troutman, or, you know, whatever they would say on the little, yeah. uh, the little uh, Motorola yeah, thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and, you know, whenever we would get sent there, you know what I mean? Like, man, it was fucking mind-blowing for me because... You know, they send you this fucking place, and it's, you know, you take these narrow, winding roads, it seems like, for fucking ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you know, and then you go down that really long road. I think it's, what, it's Old Burr Road? Yeah, Old Burr. Yep. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. What is their address? Like 1033 Old Burr Road or something like I, that? I don't know, but Warm I, I Springs, can, Arkansas? I, I, yeah, I, I think I can still remember the zip code. Look, I think, if I think about it, 72478 or something like that, I bet you... I still remember that, man, because I used to write my mom fucking letters and shit, man, fucking begging her to fucking come get me and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, seven two four seven eight ten thirty three Old Burr Road, Warren Springs, Arkansas seven two four seven eight. Damn, dude, that's crazy. I still remember that yeah. zip code, dude. Well, I mean, I mean hey, that's, that's what we were doing, right? We weren't writing emails; we were writing letters. I mean, that's yeah, the thing I mean, that we were is, doing. This is, this, is, this is what I'm trying to fucking tell people. You know what I mean? When I was there, I mean, you didn't just flip out your phone and fucking video chat somebody or send them a Facebook message on Messenger. I mean, they didn't have that then. You know it was what I mean? A different world. It was a different. They didn't world. have that. You know what I mean? Well, we've lived, you know, we lived in a world pre and post internet. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. so and, and a lot of people don't understand that. Like when people come forward and they're like. Um, where's your proof? And I'm like, well, my proof is whichever staff it may be was there for years. There are multiple people who have come forward about this staff member, whether it be Gary or Tyree or, or Stan Jackson. I don't know if you met him, but regardless, um, you know, there's multiple people and they're, they're, the people don't even know each other. And they're saying, they're saying stuff that they did that were that are pretty similar. I mean, everybody talks about that. I had a bad experience at the fucking Lord Branch, you know what I mean? And sure. I got into a lot of fucking fights there and shit, you know what I mean? And I wasn't no punk, dude, you know? I mean, just like, but they don't give a fuck unless they, because they're getting paid, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what my ass, you know what I mean? They're getting, I mean, they're not getting little fucking, we're not talking about hundreds of dollars here, you know what I mean? We're talking about millions of dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? And the fact that the average and, and, person and, don't really 
That's what that's what these people are like. Oh my god, they let them get away with this, they let them get away with that, let them get away with that. We're talking about fucking life changing fucking money here. You know what I'm saying? Like money that could buy a fucking town. You know what I mean? Like but on War Springs, Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? Well think about this. Yeah. Uh, Mike Huckabee, you know, he was Christian. And he was he was friends with Bud. Uh, yeah. from what I understand that he used to go there weekly back back before he was even governor. And he would have private yeah. meetings with Bud. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, they start they go from getting hundred forty thousand from federal funding to like eight point one million or something along those lines. They got the hundred twenty five million of federal funding. And part of getting federally funded, you cannot federally fund a place that is predicated on religion like that. They were not they were not abiding by the separation of church and state. They weren't yeah. doing it. But they yeah, were getting that kind of funding. They, they, I think they owe every dime that they ever received from the federal government back to the federal government. Really, I'd like to see that go to the kids who were sexually abused and things of that nature. Person, that's my personal opinion. Or kids that had their arms broken or yeah, anything like that. I mean, that kind of stuff. Permanent damage to your shoulder. Hey, Ryan, I would go fucking get all my money out of my savings account right now, and I am good. Fucking serious, you know what I mean? If 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 I could get a couple other people that match me, man, I'd get them a certified check, whatever, you know, to pay a fucking lawyer for a class action lawsuit. Which, yeah, I don't want it. I mean, I wouldn't want to hold no money or shit like that. The one thing I would ask is that the people that were really sexually offended and fucked up to get compensated. You know what I mean? And uh, they have, and and I want to go see an orthopedic surgeon over my fucking shoulder and get an MRI in my knee. God damn it. You know, Maurice you know? Collins had has the same issue with his shoulder. Dude, I mean, they would Rick Reynolds did it to him, to him, too. They would sit there and jack my fucking arm behind my back, dude, as far as they can go and just hold it there and fucking sit on top of me, dog. Where, he said it I was mean, popping. Was, like, he literally yeah. said it was popping, and they didn't give him any medical attention. They wouldn't let him see an on-site nurse. He had to make his own homemade sling. Bear in mind, he's 14, just like you. He was crying the next day in the back seat, and he's trying to hide that he's crying because he doesn't want the guys to see that he's crying. And yeah. but his sh- his shoulder was so bad, and he's like, I can't move it. I need. I I I think it's broken, and they would not do anything. And to this day, to this very day, he still has to like pop it every night before bed. It's been that way ever since. It's sad. It's sad that people can get away with that, and then you have a guy become the vice principal of a, of a school. I mean... Yeah, it, ben Jackson was fucking one of the main culprits, man. You know what I mean? Like, this, I was sitting there... We rained out the woods today, so I was sitting there... Uh, I walked out the sun, you know, uh, uh, drilling masks. We needed a word. We saw a 40-foot crane mask. You know what I mean? Special fucking sawmills got two log decks and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could solve a 40-foot fucking log. You know, once you make one cut with that, you push it off. I mean, that's a fucking long board. You know what I mean? Sure. And then to flip the fucking, you know, the 12-inch fucking 40-foot-long mat pieces around and, you know, measure them up and fucking drill them and cut them to the right size. I mean, that's fucking, uh, that's a long day. You know what I'm saying? That is a long day. That stuff is taking its toll on my body, man. Every time I, and it's from fucking Gary Jackson and Rick fucking Reynolds and, and, and Philander, man. Getting violently fucking restraining me, man. You know what I mean? And several people, you know? I mean, I had migraines for a fucking long time from Rick Reynolds fucking shoving my face through the fucking uh, 
Whoa, right there in the shoe room, man. You know what I mean? And yeah. fucking sitting there and put me in a headlock. And then another time, they had their fucking friend come up there and do, do all the haircuts, right? Man, this gets me there when I think about this shit, you know? And uh, I I uh, just had a visit with my, my mom like the month before, you know what I mean? I already, I already had my haircut, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, they said that I was, you know, you, I'm getting my haircut, you know? So they took me in this little bitty uh, uh, room in the back of the school, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not getting a haircut. And they fucking sit there and then. Jerry Jackson sit there and fucking sit there slam me down the stairs and fucking work on us put me in a fucking head off, man, and then they fucking shave my hair and shit. Shave all my fucking head off. You know? Yeah, because yeah. that's completely threatening to people to not keep yeah, your I mean, hair cut. I said, I, I, I'm not gonna, I, dude, I don't need a haircut. You know what I mean? I, I started letting my hair grow out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they said oh, I was getting a haircut. And they fucking sit there and slam me and put me in the headlock, choking the fuck out of me. You know what I'm saying? While they have a fucking uh, one of their buddies from Memphis or whatever, some barber. You know, getting a fucking big old stack of fucking cash for some federal funded shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a high, you know, you know, for the, the barber. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I, but I didn't need it. I didn't want to go to the barber. You know what I'm saying? I didn't need my haircut. You know? Sure. And they took it and, and gave me a fucking head. You know, put me in a headlock, man. Shaved all my hair off and shit. Yeah, shit like that. You know what I mean? But I still think about. You know what I'm saying? To this day. And then to find out some piece of shit like fucking Gary Jackson is a principal over a bunch of young kids. Get fucking real, man. That blows my fucking mind. You know? Yeah, it's surprising. It's and, well, it's scary. The thing is, I just, I just think the students and the parents, in they particular, the they, they, they deserve to know. They deserve yeah, they to know. The fuck yeah, well, that's and that's the thing. Nobody knows because the the ranch has always done. You hate to say it, but they've they've done a good job at being able to basically to to stay out of trouble and keep. I mean, even Ted no, goes to prison, and and then, and then and then and then the president and the president yeah. commutes his sentence yeah, because I mean, Mike that, Huckabee got in his ear. Yeah, let's just be honest with the fucking people that are that are listening. You know what I'm saying? The Sewells had every fucking political. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, any uh, law figure, you know what I mean? Yeah. Judicial person, you know what I mean? In that uh, in the surrounding states, you know what I mean? Everywhere, you know what I mean? They just had to put in a fucking... You should put in a fucking phone call, you know what I'm saying? They had all kinds of people in their fucking pocket, man. You know what I mean? They were kind of like, I don't want to... I ain't going to disrespect the, you know, the real godfather and shit, you know what I mean? But they had to, like, some kind of fucking little religious, you know what I mean? Like, click, I mean... Well, they just had to just make some fucking phone calls, you know what I mean, and, and pay people off. I mean, I've heard just, well, people have told me that you know when they find out bad stuff that was going on at the ranch, there's been yeah. death threats that have been that were made. This is what people have told me, and I've I've heard this from multiple people that they were threatened. They were threatened with death, and I'm talking about adults that were threatened with death, not residents. There was a resident that was threatened. Her and her mother, I believe, is what she told me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, cause I was worried about that at first, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, man, Ted Sue fucking, you know, that money, that dude has the money to fucking hire a fucking professional hitman. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, thing yeah, is, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, for me, though, I'm just like, you know what? If that's how desperate you are to keep your secrets hidden, I don't yeah. care. I don't, I do not care because yeah. the truth is the truth. And the fact of the matter is, no one's really it, it's it's not get, it's not making its way out. So why should yeah. that be the case? Why should that be the case? Just because they have the money to do something like that? I don't. I don't. I'm not, I, I don't accept that. 
Hey, it's just killing me, man. Fucking, because this is, I mean, talking about this shit, I mean, it kind of helps me get a little bit of closer, dude, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it kind of like poured salt on the fucking woman, you know what I'm saying? Because I've never actually really talked to somebody that actually knew them same fucking people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And people that experienced some of the same kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And fucking, I'm trying to get my like, curiosity shit just thinking about this shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, man. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, dude. Them guys were fucking, they got were fucking. <laughs> Violently fucking aggressive to fucking kids on a fucking daily fucking basis for fucking years, and I was one of the ones that they got fucking violently aggressive with, man. Rick Reynolds, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like he, I, I, I remember I came back because for some business, because whenever my mom would drive down there and see me, you know, right? Like they would let us stay in motels and see our, our, our family and shit, you know. I remember this uh, uh, black dude, his name was Tremaine, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, 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 and Ricky Bonilla's parents. I remember me and his parents. And uh, well, they would they would have to come back to the ranch at night. You know what I mean? But they would get they would get some kind of voucher, like uh, something from the border. They would get some kind of vouchers or some shit, right? And pay for the room or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my mom wasn't having it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, uh, my family ain't fucking poor. You know? Yeah. And uh, you know, my mom would go down there and, and get him my phone for a week and fucking. Buy me clothes and shit, like, and, and, uh, buy my hygiene and shit. Well, I, I got to stay at the, the night in the motel room with my mom, you know what I'm saying? Whenever I was at the fucking motel room. Yeah. Yeah, because she wasn't having it, you know what I'm saying? Sure. She just stood up to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I remember my mom gave me like $300 one time, man, whenever I went back, you know? Really? And, uh, yeah, my mom gave me some money. You know what I'm saying? She said, here, some spending money. You know, I said, I said, we can't really go into stores like that. She's like, I just don't want you to be broke. I miss you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Here you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Well, I ended up fucking, uh, going back to the, uh, solar house and, uh, Rick Reynolds, you know, was like, man, I know, I know your, uh, rich white ass, uh, family got some money and shit. They got this. Well, where's that? Well, I told him I didn't have none. You know what I'm saying? He said, he said that? Yeah, man. Yeah, he always. That's why I keep saying, man. He would always say racial comments to me, man. You rich ass white boy, fucking honky this, honky that. You know. Yeah, man. Fucking. Now Gary never said none of the. Gary never said none of the racial stuff. You know what I mean? I wouldn't imagine he would because he has a white wife for starters. Now Gary never said. Gary Gary Jackson never said that stuff. You know what I mean? But Rick Reynolds did. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, never knew Rick Reynolds, but the story that I knew about him, the most infamous story was what he did to Maurice. Yeah, and uh, when he sit there and uh, like, went over through my back and shit and grabbed me and fucking uh, chokeslam me, man, and got on top of me, man, and fucking started strangling me and shit and fucking told me to tell him where the fucking uh, uh, my money was that I got from my family and shit, man. So I got scared. You kidding I thought, me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, fucking man, dude. Yeah. And, um, I took my fucking money, man. Three hundred fucking dollars. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Rick Reynolds is actually dead now. I'd have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure Maurice had looked well, it up, and I'm pretty I, sure they died. Yeah, I know that he used to go and like whenever he would leave and go back to he go to Arkansas. So he'd go somewhere, man, and come back. You know what I'm saying? He would be cracked the fuck out. You know? Oh, like he uh, OD'd. I mean, like you could tell he's been smoking fucking crack and shit, and just. Came back to the world and to fucking crash for a few days. You know what I'm saying? Were you the one who said that you thought he probably OD'd? Somebody commented that the other yeah, day. Yeah, no. Oh, okay, that was you. Because, because, I mean, 
I mean, I was I was like, you know, 13 when I was there at the fucking uh, Wolverine. But I mean, I, I was out there, you know, uh, my dad saw me and shit with all the, everybody that worked there was a fucking doper, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I see motherfuckers getting high and making meth and all kinds of shit whenever I was really young, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I know what I know when a motherfucker's fucking high, I'm fucking, you know, of drugs and shit, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Even, even at that age, you know what I mean? I, I know some meth and shit at that age. But anyway, yeah, you had been exposed you know, like, to all that. Oh, you used, you know, to, yeah. you used to do meth? Yeah, yeah, I went to prison for it and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's wow. what I've been I've been cleaning off the ship for six years, you know what I mean? Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I managed to kick that shit, but fucking, uh. How long were you there at the Lord's Ranch? Uh, like two years. You said you got there in 97? Yeah. So 97 to 99? Yeah. And yeah. what was it like when you got out? How did that process play out exactly? It was kind of a culture shock, man. You know what I'm saying? Actually, just actually being around people and shit, you know what I mean? And being to interact with society, you know what I mean? At, at once, because when you're at that age, I mean, for so long, our everyday life was just fucking go to that house, you know what I mean? And uh, go to that school. Yep. Go to, and, and go to that little bitty fucking chapel, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then go to church on Sundays and go eat pizza on Sundays, you it's know? weird artificial society where they could basically break the law with impunity. And yeah, I remember getting out and... And I, I wasn't there as long as you were. I was there for 11 months. And even then, it had changed a lot in me. No, dude, hey, I'm just kind of holding on my fear and shit, man. Just fucking, I really hope someday, man. I guess, it, it's just crazy because, like, out the blue, I just have these people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 20 years fucking later, you know what I'm saying? Right. I reach out to me and say something about this pl- fucking place. And then this lady started telling me how she was forced to marry all kinds of shit i'm just like reading something like what and then she says she was there in the 80s you know what i'm saying this is before i ever even really listened to any of this shit or anything i just started looking i'm like damn damn children i was like that's mr p i said that's bitch ass kid but man can't nobody find no picture of fucking bitch ass brick rentals man you know what i'm saying like oh my god you know what i'm saying brandy barber worked there i don't know if he was still at the working for the police department and doing part-time at the ranch, or if he was a police officer. But regardless, he had connections to law enforcement. Anthony Parton, he is a police officer now, and he was there in like like 2013, 15, something like that, you know, in the later years before they closed. And he was one of those guys who basically would turn a blind eye or award kids for beating up kids he didn't like stuff like that according to one of the residents that i interviewed in episode five if you do listen to the podcast you'll notice the audio quality it's gotten a lot better because i had to teach myself how to do this yeah i'm walking around my cabin and shit you know what i'm saying fucking i'm usually getting ready for bed right now because i get up at four in the morning for work but man hey dude I, i'm gonna talk about i i've not really talked to anybody about this shit I get it, and that was another that was another motivating factor for me too, because it's been kind of therapeutic to talk to people who who had to live on that plot of land and live that lifestyle. He's the principal at the Paragon Hospital. I do. I would go. I would call and like if I knew that there was a board meeting tomorrow at his school, and if it, and if it was just a maybe, if it was just a maybe, I might make it in time. If I heard, you know what I'm saying, I might, if maybe if I, you know, if it was just a maybe or a might, I would get in my fucking vehicle right now and call in fucking from work, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And go down and put them, and, and, and uh, with my suit and fucking town, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you and, guys, uh, you want to hear some stories? I can tell you some stories. Yeah. Well, they probably only have like a week left in the year. 
he, he, they, they got to have fucking monthly school board meetings or some shit, dude. You know what I'm saying? With him and, I mean, that's why I said, dude, uh, man, I, I want to find out whenever one of his school board meetings is. You know what I'm saying? The fact that he's a principal at a school, there's a ton of kids that go to that school. Their parents, oh, they're asking. Told me, man. They're talking told me, about man. it. I think the school's going to have to address it in one way or another. But I'm saying he was, he was never convicted of shit. Well, these are all accusations, so nothing will happen to that pussy motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that bitch. That's the tough part, is nobody was ever convicted for any abuse. No, nobody that I'm aware of while working at the Lord's Ranch. There have been people who have gone on to leave the Lord's Ranch that formerly worked at the Lord's Ranch who were caught with child pornography and things of that nature. We obviously know that Ted had to go to prison because of the financial stuff, but it wasn't abuse. So it's hard for us to gain any momentum in telling people this because we don't have the documentation. They need to get documentation from people like DHS. Pretty much any document on the Lord's Ranch needs to be made public. They need to release that kind of stuff to the public because there have been plenty of complaints. This is documented. The fact that there were complaints has been documented. What those complaints consisted of, we don't always know. If you do some digging on the Lord's Ranch, you can actually find that there were news outlets that investigated them. And they utilized the Freedom of Information Act to get some information, and some of those complaints were exposed in news articles. I checked with the FBI. They had, I believe, it was around 70,000 documents that could qualify for what I was looking for. We can always go off of what we remember, and obviously we both remember a lot. You know, pretty much everybody who went there remembers a lot, whether it be physical abuse, sexual abuse, whatever. We know about that stuff. We know it to be true, but other people don't, and they need some sort of proof. That's what they're going to want. And if you have these allegations, the school district, morally speaking, they need to perform a thorough investigation. And if DHS has documentation that supports what we're saying to be fact, then they need to take some action. Yeah, they, they didn't give a fuck they're beating the fuck out of us, you know what I'm saying? No. Because, let's just say, you know, the captain and his fucking uh, 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 chief deputy of fucking, uh, of, the, of that county, you know what I mean, that uh, uh, Warren Street was in, you know, was getting, he got some money, or he, he, he got something from the fucking schools, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, to keep the, I mean, it, it, the county fucking sheriff, you know what I mean, you know, I guarantee them fucking people got some fucking handouts and whatever to keep their fucking mouth shut about what went on at the ranch because I remember specifically, you know, like the second time my mother went down there to see me, you know what I mean, I told her about all this shit and she fucking found, she called somebody, man, and, and somebody came out to the ranch or whatever, you know what I mean, and asked me about the shit and I remember Scott and Cuffs and Council, they were, so man, that treated me like shit. And the fucking Teddy called me in his office, you know, mm-hmm. and said some shit. You know what I mean? And I tried to tell him about what the fuck Rick Reynolds and Gary was doing. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, you what know, he tried to make too much. You told uh, Ted uh, this in his office. Yeah, was it just you Ted and him? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? What did you know, Ted, Ted say? Ted, Ted fucking got violent with me too. You know what I'm saying? And I just need to stop causing problems, you know? Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. I want to say it's the second episode. There's one of the earlier episodes where a staff member talks about how he would tell Ted 
He told Ted about things that happened, like how there was a staff member who was watching pornography with residents, and then he found like 30 DVDs, porn DVDs, in the guy's room. Ted called the guy a liar. He outright told him to his face, you are lying. That did not happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think it was a matter of they didn't want to believe it. I think it was a matter of they didn't want an investigation. Yeah. You know, if somebody gets in trouble, uh, they can snitch on the people that are in the higher ups. So let's say the person who was watching pornography with kids uh, says, oh, well, I can give you something better about Ted. You know what I mean? I think I feel like a lot yeah. of them just had stuff on each other, so they would just do away with it. The fact of the matter is a lot of those staff, they were not trained. When they were hired, they weren't really qualified to do what they were doing. I don't think a lot of them understood that they were actually what's known as a mandated reporter, where you need to tell the state, even if you suspect that there's any type of abuse going on. Honestly, I feel like Ted had so much protection in Arkansas and so many connections that it was just going to be it was going to be so hard. I mean, think about it. The president of the United States got him out of prison like what, five, four or five years earlier than he was supposed to when the feds finally did something because the Arkansas DA wasn't going to charge him. They weren't going to charge him for what they had caught him doing. They were not going to do it. The feds had to take care of it. I think that just goes to show you that Arkansas is his safety place. But what we're doing right now with having podcasts and letting people, not only former residents, but former staff members coming forward and saying what happened, this basically allows people in Arkansas to understand that this place was not what you thought it was. The rumors that you heard were probably true because there are people that are saying so many things that are similar. They just are, and they don't know each other. This is over the course of five decades. Hey, Ted has definitely slept with female residents of the war Ranch over the years, probably several of them. Man, fuck that place. You know, like, man, there's got to be... There's got to be some kind of lawyer or whatever that can take the fucking case, you know, do a class action lawsuit or whatever. Even if they don't, man, motherfucking Jerry Jackson, you know what I'm saying, has no business being around children, being in the school. I mean, I don't even, how, how the fuck did he get his, even get a college degree? Because he just plays fucking sports, you know what I mean? He probably even smart enough to pass the fucking ACT test, dumb motherfuckers. They had that stuff going on at the Lord Grants for a long time, I guarantee it, man. Because that dude, Jeff from Haiti, that was the counselor over the solar uh, office when I got there, got followed for it, you know what I'm saying? Doing stuff, and then, man, it was known that, you know, you, you could go, you could go if you were Mr. Presley's counselor, you know what I mean? And you could take you to the store, you know, like, man, there was people, you know what I'm saying, that was, there was a rumor about that stuff way back then, about him uh, t- touching little boys and shit, you know? That was on his face mode. So Mr. Presley, he never got he never got investigated or nothing like that, man. For uh, you know, sexual abuse or sexual assault, because man, there's no fucking there's no statute limitations on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, there was there was nothing. And that's that what ever... said. You know what I mean? And like Danae, man, I wish somebody could pull the records of, of the year I was there with with Danae. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but even if I was even if I wasn't getting any kind of records from there, man, would nothing happen, man? You know what I mean? And people will never answer for what the fuck they did. You know what I mean? You have to. You'd have to get some lawyer that would take that case, that would take it pro bono. You know what I mean? And it'd be like throwing a hell Mary pass. You know what I mean? Like if they could ever get brought to justice or ever get any kind of charges. You know what I'm saying? 
with that handsome dude named Jeff, you know what I mean? I know he was, you know, had sexual relationships with that Antonio dude, you know what I mean? And I know that, you know, Gary Jackson had several uh, sexual relationships, you know, that with that one blonde had a Danae girl, you know what I'm saying? How long was Gary Jackson working at that school before you you made that uh, page, that Facebook page about the war Ranch? How long uh, has that Facebook page been up? I This page has been up uh, for the better part of a year, I think. I think I think we've had this page up for a better part of a year. And I think Gary, he's been assistant principal for like one or two years, if I'm not mistaken. I thought you had to be a teacher for fucking uh, uh, for a while before you could just be the assistant principal. You know what I mean? You got to be a teacher first. I don't think you can just get hired into the assistant principal because Gary Jackson definitely is smart enough to fucking, I don't even see how he knows how to write his goddamn name. Somebody said that he taught at Pocahontas High School, if I'm not mistaken. I'll tell anybody what happened at that place, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I would like to see fucking bitch-ass Gary Jackson and Rick Reynolds, you know what I'm saying, walking down my road, walking down my driveway at nighttime. You know what I'm saying? That would be better than winning the fucking lottery. <laughs> you know? I hear you, man. There's a lot of people who feel the same way. I've talked to a lot of people who feel the same way. People can believe whatever they want. They can think that this is just a bunch of random people from all over the country who happen to go to the Lord's Ranch over the course of five decades deciding to just make up stuff out of nowhere with really no benefit to even saying it whatsoever. But uh, it, it was good talking to you. Uh, do you. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before I get off the phone? Well, there's some other incidents, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, dude, it's just really fucked up. Because I was there for two fucking years, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely get a hold of you, boy, in this weekend or whatever. You, I get some time or whatever, okay? Yeah. Uh, but you never heard nobody talk about Todd Isaacs, right? Um, I don't think so. It's possible. I'd have to check back my old podcast, but uh, I, I, it doesn't ring a bell. Hopefully, you're not too fired up after this phone call. <laughs> yeah, dude, I haven't, I haven't talked to nobody about this shit in over twenty years, man, and and. and uh, it's kind of therapeutic actually to talk about talk to somebody about this shit that knows I ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 I'm pretty sure everybody uh, I've spoken to feels that way. It's I don't know how else to explain it other than therapeutic. It's nice to know that not only are listening to you, but they're not yeah. rolling their eyes at you like you're saying bullshit. You know what I mean? Or yeah. even thinking in their head that you're full of shit. Because we all know what that place was like. Anybody who was mm-hmm. there knows what that place was like. And anybody who spent any significant amount of time there and says they didn't see anything or that it wasn't like that at all, they're yeah. lying. They are yeah. lying. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. I uh, I really appreciate uh, uh, talking to you on this podcast, man. And uh, I'll, I'll probably call you next time I get some time or whenever. Okay. Yeah, man. Just uh, we can chit chat again. Uh, maybe over the weekend uh, or whatever's easy for you. Yeah, it's been good talking to you. I'm glad I finally got to chat with you, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you got to get this stuff off your chest. And I'll be looking forward to hearing more about it. All right, all right, all right. All right. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Hey, thanks a lot, Nathan. I'll see you. All right, bye. All right, bye. Wow. Let's take a step back for a second. Nathan Hartman is 40 years old, has a well-paying job, family. He was at the Lord's Ranch over 20 years ago. And did you hear the emotion in his voice? 
the amount of emotion that even talking about that place brought out of him, for anybody to claim that we're lying or that we're just making this up because we have nothing to do, I just can't fathom how somebody could be so naive. There are so many different adults who are talking about their childhood at this place and what happened there. And they're speaking about certain staff, staff in particular, staff who are currently working with children to this very day. And you don't want to hear what we have to say about it. You don't like listening to kids. You're going to listen to adults. We're growing up now. We're not in the facility anymore. We're not trying to get out early as the excuse always was. So what's the excuse? Why are we saying this stuff? Maybe take a second to think that maybe we're telling the truth. Till next time. If you or a friend have had a personal experience with the Lord's Ranch slash Trinity Behavioral Health or have any tips concerning the facility, please feel free to reach out to us by messaging us on our Facebook. You can find us at the account named What Really Happened at the Lord's Ranch. We'd like to thank each and every one of our listeners for finally giving us a chance to tell our side of the story without being called liars, except for people with fake accounts. Thank you. We'd like to thank Justin Andrus Sr., a.k.a. Crew LA, Black Tuba, for all the music he made on this podcast. He's talented, so if you want to reach out to him, we'll put a link to his social media in the description box. For everybody who took time out of their day to help make this podcast a reality, we want to thank all of you. Without each and every one of you, none of this would be possible. Let justice be served, though the heavens may fall. It's never too late to right another wrong. We'd also like to dedicate this podcast to Deanna Fields. Rest easy, D. You'll always be missed, but never be forgotten.